Get ready for the storm. I am the storm. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 56 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. Guys, this is the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet that I know of, anyway. Um, and it's it's been a long time since we've been doing this show. Sometimes, sometimes it's really hard to do this show, but we sometimes. have... Hey, has anybody ever tweeted at us? Yes. Like, questions? Even though we say, you like, tweet us questions? Anybody ever done that for us? Yeah, I like, I get on the Twitter all the time. I make terrible gifts. I send them out. People retweet them. Um, so, yeah, we get a lot of people. I mean, you you obviously are never in the Discord. You're never on the Twitter, like, responding to <laughs> these things. So I can see how you would miss all that cool stuff that I put I, out. I've been, I've been blocked from the Discord. Devin put a block on me. It's oh, true. is that why you haven't been in there? Well, <laughs> that's why. That's why. Can you be in the Discord? You can be in the that's, Discord or that's on. That's verbiage that we use. Devin's in it right now. He's not yeah. even paying attention. Look nope. at him. So this is the great start to episode fifty-six, guys. Did you know that there's a hundred and forty-two days until the game releases? Did you know that? Hundred and forty-two. We there's, did know that. Actually. There's hundred forty-two. Totally check. That means we have a countdown. We do. Is that yeah. like full release or like early release? That we're, I'll we're get there. Playing, you know? So it's 142 days until full, re- the alpha, full release, right? February 22nd. There's 135 days um, until you can play the game if you get Origin Access Premiere on PC. Or you can play it for 10 hours if you get EA Access or EA Premiere. Is that what it's called? I don't know. There's so many. EA's got all so kinds they of say, stuff. So when they say it's a 10-hour demo, does that mean it's the first 10 hours of the game? Or you can play you for can 10 play hours? You can play it for 10 hours. You can play it for 10 hours, yeah. If, if, you wanna, if you can beat the game in 10 hours, then you can beat the game in 10 hours. So you have 10 hours to play, start to finish. And then once that time is up, whatever is tied to your account, it goes away. I'm sure you could pre-order through Amazon and get another code and make another account and play for another 10 hours. But your 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 progress, progress. gets reset. No, your progress does not get reset. The 10 hours, it stays. Well, if you, you made another account, it would. Right. If, I mean, yeah, because you you're playing under a new account. Yeah. So if you were able to get another 10 hours, you could just... Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's... I just you, never thought of it that way as all and so... No, that's so fine. So you just get it the it's the whole game for ten hours. There's your timer, and then you get your ten hours, and you get to play as much as you can, as long as you can. I guess not even for as ten much hours. As you, you for get to play ten, for 10 hours. hours. You can play as, as long, long as, as you can, can for ten hours. For as 10 long hours. as you can, as long as you can for ten hours. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, if you're on a PlayStation, they obviously don't like you and uh, don't want you to play games, EA games early. So. But luckily, if you do own a PlayStation, you can get access to the demo on February 1st, which is 121 days. Um, and we don't know how long that demo is going to be, but you will get access. But your progress will not carry over from the demo. So everything is going to get wiped. You're going to have to start all over when the game gets released. Um, it's always good to wipe. <clears throat> <laughs> Guys, what? we're going to... Now that <laughs> it's a slow news day, it's a slow news day, and we are working hard for you, our faithful listener, the 12 of you that listen. We appreciate you. 
We're grateful for you. And Steven, I've always wanted to know this about you, Steven, because did I have this. Oh, like, really? Did you? Yeah, I did want to know this about you and Devin well, and JD. This is going places. Because this is what I don't know about you guys. So, so I saw this. Um, I saw, I think it was a PlayStation commercial. Um, and, and the narrator of this commercial, you guys may have seen it. He nope, started talking about this is the greatest season ever. And he started talking about like getting into the holiday season and all these games that were gonna gonna get released and all these new things going on. And I and you know, I so I, I guess I got I understood it, but then it got me to thinking, what is your guys, what is your favorite season? And I thought, well, I'm gonna ask it here as our get to know you. Like, what kind of season are you? Are you a red? Are you a yellow? Are you a blue? So Devin, you seem like you have something to say. You you tell what? us. You tell us what you want. <laughs> you can't write anything down, Stephen. I told you. <laughs> I write everything down. You write something down, and Mike steals it. All right, You're Devin, right. you tell us. Mike. What did I steal? No, you no. you go ahead, Mike. You lead this. We are behind you. Devin is going to tell us. No, I asked uh, Devin. Yeah. What is your what is your favorite season? My favorite season, favorite season is what? winter. Okay, uh, Steve. What is your favorite? <laughs> no, I like winter, right? Because it's cold. I prefer. Would to be you like cold. to expand on it? Then hot because it's cold. Did you just yeah. say I like winter because it's cold? <laughs> I'm supporting detail. Have you not had a winter in New Mexico? Yeah. For those of you who may not have had a winter in New Mexico, our winters in New Mexico get to about seventy-six degrees. Have you gotten up at four in the morning? Go out in the winter? This no, the four o'clock doesn't have a morning. At the podcast on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we are going way sideways here. Wow. So the question <laughs> was, it wasn't what your favorite season was. It was what's your favorite part about the fall season since we're in fall. Oh. Okay, now I can tell well, you. Well, I know story. that was your question. I was asking you a question. Well, you can't just ask a question. You gotta. You, you don't just skip the question. Yeah. You got to do the first question before you skip. <laughs> move on to the second question. So uh, so what's your favorite matches. part of the fall season there, Devin? <sighs> Son of a uh, <clears throat> <laughs> My favorite part of fall is obviously the changing colors of the leaves, right? right? So funny story, earlier this week I was working in Telluride, and the guy I was working with, he says, fall is the most depressing season for me. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. And I was like, look at all those colors on the leaves and everything. And he's like, it just depresses me. And he told me it depresses him because as a kid, every fall he got shipped off to boarding school. So he still carries that with him today. He's almost 60. And he's like, yeah, it just depresses me. Seasonal depression is a real thing. So it's true. So so fall depresses me also. I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Just just gonna boot me. Just kick me out. Go ahead and kick me out. Just throw that thing out there and then don't, you know, just tease us with that. Okay. JD, fall. Go, please. Someone save the show. Someone Uh, save the show. And you're you're giving that job to me? Don't you're you right. know me? You're right. Never mind. Moving on. He had one chance. One. No. Uh, my one my favorite part about the fall is the fact that my birthday is in it, and that's about it. Don't like Halloween. Okay, I don't like Halloween either. Mike, what's your favorite part Woo-hoo. of fall? Is it football? So so I actually I actually enjoy the color changing the colors changing also. Um, I kind of like the harvest season the harvest kind of theme and especially moving into thanksgiving i know that's like that's like late fall uh, moving into thanksgiving because people seem to tend to care about 
um, each other a little bit more. And so that's just a fun time. Um, fall, definitely when I was younger, because it meant football and got to play football, got to be, you know, do the, do that whole thing. Um, I would definitely say it's, it's maybe fall probably isn't like my favorite, my favorite um, season. Uh, just because I actually dislike being a little bit cooler in temperature. I'd rather be warmer than cooler. So that's all. Fair enough. It's easier to be hotter than it is to be cold. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the fall. My birthday is also in the fall, but it's just muddy. You know, we get a lot of mud out here, and that's just not fun. Anyway, there's probably going to be a lot of mud in Anthem. There's going to be tons of puddles. There's going to be storms, so it's going to create a lot of mud. I bet <laughs> you're going to get a lot of dirt inside the joints of the javelins. You're probably going to have to clean that out. I don't know what kind of WD-40 they have. Can you produce WD-40 if you don't have microchips? Probably. Maybe you just have to pressure wash some stuff. Fly underneath a waterfall, maybe. Maybe do that. Guys, this is also this is the fall season. This is probably going to be the biggest fall season for video games that we've seen in a really long time. Some of the biggest um, video games are going to be releasing. We've got Assassin's Creed. We've got Forza 4. We have Red Dead Redemption that's going to come out. Um, all three games that are big, giant open world games. What other open world game am I missing that's going to be releasing? I know there's another one coming out. Um, which is it? Another open world? Yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I said Assassin's Creed. Said anyway, Assassin's Creed. Like it seems like you know these giant open world games are going to be the norm. Anthem is also an open world game um, with some multiplayer um, content added in there. So, in. I mean, and then February, what February? We're going to get the Division Two. We're going to get that zombie game. Uh, Metro, I think, comes out in February. Just man, we are no. It's March. Yeah, comes Metro comes out the same day as Anthem. So does Crackdown Three. Crackdown Three is actually coming out. Yes, that's I'll if it be- doesn't get delayed. Again. I'll believe it when I see it. It won't get. To the- it's already finished. <laughs> They're just polishing it. Okay, right yeah. I'll believe it when I'll I see it. I'll believe that when I see it. So we've got all these open world games coming out. I mean, this is just a huge smorgasbord of open world games. You guys think we're? I don't know. This isn't really Anthem related. You think you you eventually you do one thing so much that that retro linear style game comes back into vogue just kind of as a novelty. Do you think that's going to happen? We're going to have this weird cycle of a, every game is going to be open world. I mean, I imagine Halo 6 is probably going to be open world because you can't have all this open worldness and then still rely on that linear um, level structure. Progression. Yeah. Linear, linear level. Tomb Raider just came out and it's not like super open world. I mean, it's more open world than linear, but. It's not the same thing as like Assassin's Creed or, you know. Just a, just an interesting topic as we think of all the open worldness. I mean, Anthem's going to be, it looks like it's the most open world just because you can fly everywhere. It's like being able to get into a yeah, jet yeah. and fly around. So that's really exciting. So guys, there's a lot of things. No, there's not a lot of things to talk about right now. Right now we're kind of in like a content lull. Um, I think the most new thing that we have heard about is we actually have a name for the Dominion head honcho bad guy. And they're calling him the Monitor. So this was confirmed. So Anthem Universe did an interview with John Warner, and they talked about the Monitor. Mike Gamble released a tweet saying that the leader of the Dominion, um, his name started with a monito without the R. So people are guessing that's the Monitor. So and John described it this way. He says the Monitor. He called it's a he. He's and it's a boy's name apparently. 
Um, <laughs> he said he's the leader of the Dominion, and it's an empire built on progression and control. They know what's best, and they want to enforce that on others. So that's kind of the little snippet that we have so far on the monitor. Um, pretty interesting name. I guess he's, you know, it's probably like an AI that's just watching over people, monitoring everyone, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to. And if not, they're going to send out all the other guys to go out there and make sure you're doing what you're supposed to. That's the thought it, that comes to my mind when we talk about the monitor. But as you guys have heard the monitor, I mean, what what thoughts or is there anything that can even be decipher do you think that this the monitor is the actual person that we see in the concept art um looking you know with a hand up and the, when the storm javelin with the other storms flanking him so i think my biggest question on the monitor was um 60 hertz refresh rate or 120 um uh, i think you want uh, 100, somebody i think you want 144 hertz 244 100 so i think i think in this case because i know that i know that it's and it seems to be the thing that i did a lot when i was playing games first getting into it i would take like because a lot of games would use the monitor the stranger the traveler like these these nouns for um characters that that were just in this case just nouns so i don't think this guy like watches us i think he's just the name is the monitor I mean, the traveler traveled. If that and the, if that makes sense, the stranger no, no, was no, strange. Well, I traveled. No, the traveler stopped. just sat there, and then it kind of blew up. Traveler well, was it there did that before. But this <laughs> is travel to get there. Yeah, that's why it's called the traveler. Well, I didn't see it happen. Speaker, I never saw the mouth move. Anyway, so JD Devin comments on the monitor. Um, I think that especially based off of the description that they give it's uh it kind of brings up some ideas of like uh like loki from the first avengers movie where he was very much like seeing like freedom as like something that like breeds chaos and something like that where especially considering that they have described this as very much a superhero style kind of game at its core like it does seem like a very like super villain kind of motivation where it's like um, they want to prevent, um, like they want to control everything. They want to ensure order through control. They want to uh, ensure progress through control. They want to weaponize the anthem of creation, which also implies that they want to control that as well. So, I, I think it's it's very interesting to think about how, like, that motivation in terms of the context of them saying that it's a superhero s game at its heart. Well, I think John even compared um, the monitor's um, motivations to Thanos, kind of having a vision and believing that your vision is what actually needs to happen despite what other people are saying. So, and he, he totally spoiled Infinity War, by the way, John. Like, not cool, man. Not cool. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it right now. Yeah, if you haven't red. seen it, if you oh, haven't seen spoiler it. Spoiler aside, hold on. My Devin, you're going to talk while I turn this thing off because my Discord is going crazy. So, Devin, get your thoughts here while I click a bunch of buttons. <laughs> click the buttons. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, regarding whether the monitor is who we've seen in the concept art or stuff shown, uh, it might be. I'm hoping those are just like, you know, maybe lieutenants or captains or uh Somebody just leading a group from the Dominion, but I wouldn't mind, you know, if it is the actual person that's monitoring the situation. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Mike. I think it's a game. Um, you know, something to go by. But I'm guessing, you know, they, they've seen maybe they call themselves the monitor or somebody give that to them because they've watching all the events that are transpiring in the world. And like you said, they have they have a plan and they think this is the best way to accomplish it and the best way to save the, the lives of everyone on the planet. And, um, you know, you got to do it my way and I'll save everyone doesn't really work right so no i think one thing that can be really interesting if we're if we're talking about the monitor we know that ciphers or our our best guesstimation is that ciphers can telepathically from their chair watch over their freelancers like i wonder how that's limited can a cipher just get in a chair and go and watch anybody and watch everything or do they have to be specifically tied to a freelancer something in the suit some form of connection because if you have someone called the monitor that can sit in an amplifier chair like how big of an amplifier chair professor x or we're talking about um who is it is it lucius that was from batman was it lucius yeah lucius fox yeah so with all the cell phones he had all the cell phones and he was able to monitor everything Whoa. whoa spoiler oh sorry yeah, if you haven't seen Infinity War, sorry for your spoiler for Batman. So he has the ability to monitor everything by that. So if you have the monitor in an amplifier chair that's mega amplified, you know, would you be able to actually monitor everyone in the fort? Maybe the fort's protected somehow, and that's why people actually go to the fort, because no one can actually... Maybe there's some sort of field around Monitor them there? Yeah. The maybe fort is just wall. one big tinfoil hat. And that's or that very... structure we saw on top, maybe it's an maybe it's a signal disruptor, an antenna, a booster thing. Yeah, we're just like oh. want, well, but if we're thinking, want. but if we're thinking it's this theory, then it's backwards. Then it's a then it's a signal disruptor. So when you go to the fort, you can't be monitored. Air quotes. Yeah. So and that's just kind of you know kind of things that as that's all we have to go on is the name, the monitor. So that's where my mind goes automatically. All right. So well, see, and I think, and I think that that's because that's what I said. That's where that's what my mind used to do is go to like the actual meaning of the word. In this case, I don't think it does. I don't think I think it's just that's what that's what they chose. They could have said Cletus. Yeah, but Clive. that doesn't really have the same impact as the monitor, right? Cletus, you're not scared of the Cletus, Jeff. Let's like be careful, okay? With all right, we're gonna move on before we have to like explicitly <laughs> rate this thing. Okay, so real quick. Um, Again, I, I don't derail. You're usually de- the derailer. We'll call you the derailer, and it doesn't have anything to do <laughs> now, with really that... what you do. We're well, <laughs> just going to call you the derailer. It's yeah, it doesn't have name. anything to do with derailing. It's All just right. my name. So, real quick, um, one thing that I want to talk about. There's been a lot of discussion. Um, Destiny. That's a game that people play. People like. That's fine. They can like it. Um, they released mm-hmm. a raid. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the amount of people that were actually able to get raid ready because destiny raids um world of warcraft raids there's always a race for the world's first you want to see who the best team is that can figure out the mechanics figure out the puzzles um be able to do enough damage be high enough level to min max your way through there to be the first because that's one of the prestigious things you do there's not really like some other pvp well in world of warcraft there's a pvp leaderboard not as popular as the pve stuff but that's there for players to chase that's something that raid groups um guilds they gear up for they plan for and they go in they do these raids they want to be known as you know the team that did it first numero uno which is fine so in destiny they released the raid a week after um forsaken launched 
So my question to you guys is, if we are going to have um, raid-style content, they've called it Elder Game content, they said there is going to be something similar. We know that there are leaderboards at the end of um, content that we're going to be doing to show scores and stuff. So my question to you is, obviously there's going to be teams that want to be um, worlds first at a lot of this content, right? There's probably going to be people that are going for stronghold scores and whatever the Elder Game is, the Shaper Storms we know for sure are one of them. There's going to be teams that want to be first and want to be best at that. So my question to you guys, and I need to know this, because what, what is the right time to release that content to the players? Because I'm guessing, obviously, day one, we're not going to have access to that stuff. Or do you think day one, the, the, those, um, those activities will be open to us, first of all? So is this one of those instances where where everything is available day one and that could be considered um, quote unquote fair because there are no time gates. You can go in it whenever you want. There's nothing there's nothing holding you back from when you think that you're ready, if that makes sense. If your group thinks that they can be ready day one, go for it, you know, but so so let's say you release it three weeks later. Um, I'm sure that you were going to have a group that was ready within two weeks, right? If three weeks is your release time. So, so I don't know. I don't know with this formula, if there is a right way, a right time to release your elder content, I guess, unless, unless you have to wait. And if you're connect collecting enough analytics to know that, well, task a and B have to be completed before task C and our statistics show that 92% of players have finished task A and 76% of players have finished task B. So we're going to go ahead and open it up because that means that, that there's enough players um, who have been through enough content to be quote unquote ready for this content. You know, maybe, maybe that's a way to do it, to monitor who's doing what. Um, but I think it makes more sense just to let everything go day one. I would say, I mean, because you, you're going to get wasted probably in other game content day one if you try to do it without doing everything that you need to before. But I also don't think that people need to be, if you're ready, if your group is ready three days in, we'll go for it. You know, it, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much that, what am I, what am I trying to say here? That, that those groups We're who are going to be, that out, really want to be the number one, the groups who want to be number one are going to find out what they need to do to be number one and more power to them. Good, good on you. You know, that's not that's never been one of my desires to be a, a number one player at a thing because I'm more of a casual person. So, um, yeah, let them go. Let them let them play. Let the boys play. That's a remember the Titans quote. <clears throat> All right. So <laughs> thanks, Devin. Get us back on track. The derailleur strikes again. <laughs> you are fine. You're, so, you're yeah, that's no, your opinion. It's fine. it's fine. So we don't we don't know what kind of content release schedule they're going to have right so uh, they've already talked to us about how you know it's easier to iterate on story and do other things to release that content uh, you know we don't know uh, I'm sure they'll tell us eventually whether they're going to do small releases big releases you know that kind of stuff um, as far as far as having you know the top of the line elder game the end end game uh, stuff there day one. Um, I don't really think it needs to be there day one. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can see that it's fine if it's there, but um, 
then everyone's just going to be in a rush. It's like, all right, let's we got to rush to get to the end, right? So I mean, that's the problem. We've talked about it before, where it's like, let's we got to just blow through all this crap to get to the end game, and then we're done. And then it's like, well, now what do we do? You know, it's like, oh, we've we've spent sixty hours in this first week playing the game to try and get to this to beat this level. Now we've beat it, and now there's nothing to do. And then we're going to complain, right? Because <laughs> so, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, because that's what we do. So I mean, it, it's it's got to be tough for them. I mean, they have to figure out what kind of schedule they're going to do, how they're going to release it to us. Um, I think there should be time for me personally. I, I would prefer time, and even possibly events. You know, I mean, they have shaper storms and those kind of things, events that they can trigger whenever they feel like, which I think is great that they can just trigger it and and. Uh, it's like, oh, this crazy event going on that you know was just randomly here, and um, gives you reason to play on a regular basis. Gives you something to look forward to, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't want it right away, honestly, because I want to be able to take my time, enjoy the game, and not feel like I have to rush through to try and get to that in-game content. So, so, so even if even if said stronghold is like open. You don't even want it to be open. You want it to be all closed, shut down. The the path to get there, even in-game, just closed. And then have it open up later versus having it all open. And those who want to try, go for it. I mean, I see what I see what Devin is saying, though. Because, I mean, the way how it's been done, especially with Destiny, is that we have people rush through it. You know, they go through all the content and everything. And instead of like enjoying the content that's already there and really taking your time with it, enjoying the journey, you have these people that are so focused on being the first to beat the raid or to have their teams raid ready for when it comes out, for when they can grind it and do whatever, that they just power through it all. And they're just all about getting like the, like it's all about like the shortest, like the shortest amount of time getting from point A to point B and being raid ready. And I, I think putting more time between something like a raid and the release of the game, uh, you know, flip those, of course, between the release of the game and then the release of the raid uh, for the players, I think it would be better if there was a larger time gap there because then it encourages people to take their time. It's not like a week where you have to do like everything in like seven days just to be ready for something that is going to be dropped. And these people beat it in a few hours anyway and then they later on complain about a lack of uh, like lack of end game content and it's like okay well what about all the content you did beforehand leading up to this it's not our fault you just rushed through all that i mean it really hurt destiny too that you couldn't replay any of the story missions whenever you wanted to you had to do it through those meditations but if you if you went through and just blasted through the story just to get raid ready you basically could go back and enjoy none of it after the fact. Well, I think so. I think from from my perspective, and I can I can see both points of views and why both can work. Why having everything open in the beginning um, is fine, and why getting some of the stuff. So my thought is like there are a group of people that you know what being first is the game to them, and that's the way they play. Mm-hmm. And that and that's fine because I'm not going to tell people you know you know this is how you should play the game. Yeah, that because doesn't that doesn't hurt anybody. No, yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't hurt it anybody. Doesn't hurt Let them go for it. So 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 my view is um, you know you release the game. If there we don't even know if their end game content is going to be anything similar to this, right? But you release your game, you let people play it, 
you release the and th and this is hard because these are some of the analytics that Mike was talking about. How how long do people actually stay in your game, stay active before they fall off if there's nothing new, right? We know it, it's pretty short right now. Mm -hmm. We we there's a lot of people playing the most popular game in the world right now, Fortnite. That is a get in get out experience that is so fast that people kids nowadays they know that hey I can go play a match. I can be in for five minutes. I can die, I can get out, and I can start over. So the attention span there for the most popular games is very short. Same with PUBG. It's a little bit longer just because PUBG is longer. But for a game like Anthem, it's like, what, you want me to spend 40 hours playing the game before I can get to this content? You know, there's kind of a shift. It's, you know, comparing apples to oranges. But, you know, those are some of the things that people have to consider. So in, in, my, in my perfect world, you release the game on February 22nd. And then what's the month after February? March, yeah. March. So March, March 22nd, you release, you know, this is our big content. That gives people a month to get ready for this. That, you know what? In Destiny, you had like 2,000 people or 2,000 teams actually able to enter the raid and be raid ready a week after. So you're already in a small group of people. If you were to wait and let other people that, you know, work full-time jobs or have, you know heaven forbid that there's like, you know, a funeral or a wedding mm -hmm. that's going on in that time that you're completely out of that race because you don't have the time to grind. You give people a month. How many more people are in that race now? And guess what? Those people that were in the top when it was a short window, they probably rise to the top anyway, right? Because those are the people, those are the teams that are dedicated to do it anyway. But you put it out a month, you have a bigger pool of people in that race. And one of the big things about games like this is feeling like you were there when this thing happened. You were there when the Shaper Storm Being hit Fort Tarsus. You were there when those yeah. two Titans came down at the same time while you were trying to finish a stronghold. And those are those water cooler moments that, you know, they're talking about. Those are those Anthem moments that they have when they do Anthem Fridays is trying to encourage these kinds of moments. But if you gate that and you don't allow a lot of people to be high enough level to even participate, depending on what that is, we don't know, you know, how their seasons are going to apply to that. But if you give people a chance to actually participate by prolonging that time period of getting ready, I think in the long run, it's more beneficial because instead of having 2,000 people talk about that one moment in that raid, you have 120,000 people talking about that one moment. So that's my argument for putting that Elder Game content a little farther out because we know we're going to have the strongholds. Those will be there. We know the story is going to be there. We know the grinding for new gear is going to be there. So hopefully there's not this lack of content. And that's another thing that, you know, had a couple of games that were holding themselves back is that was, there wasn't a lot of content anyway. So that end game content was the goal because there was nothing else in the game. You take a game like World of Warcraft where you have an overabundance of content, you know, you don't have that problem. So, yeah. Or if it's like, you know, because they take a lot of stuff from Diablo where it's like, okay, here's what you have. I mean, they're going to have the content and then if they have seasons, you know, they can have different stuff, but it can, where they have, you know, right now the new season for Diablo, it's like, okay, we're playing the same stuff over and over, but I mean, there's slight differences in uh, the rifts and stuff that we're doing, but it's all about seeing how high of difficulty you can push. You know, I mean, they've talked about those uh, Anthem Fridays, you know, those moments with playing through a stronghold on a, you know, what was it? Uh, veteran? Was it vet? Did he say, did Mike say it was veteran difficulty? Or? On veteran, yes. Yeah. And that's not even like close to the top tier or whatever he, he said. And um, 
So it's like it could be they they have other content or other ways to play it where it's like okay, you need to keep farming, you need to keep you know pushing your gear to higher levels so you can progress through the higher levels of difficulty, and that's really like the thing that you chase, like especially for you know with Diablo, it's all about chasing how hard of a difficulty can I beat? You know, I'm playing through the same content, I'm min maxing my gear, my <clears throat> weapons and everything to create the best possible opportunity for me to beat the hardest content and uh, just doing that repeatedly over and over again. So Yeah, and I think with the if they do have seasons like Diablo does, then that also gives you more opportunities for those races, right? Yeah. Instead of just being world's first Shaper Storm one, you know, that's gonna happen. That's gonna reoccur at each season. So it gives people an opportunity yeah. to hit that race, you know, hey, our team was there season four. We were world's first in this Shaper Storm or whatever it's called. So it just yeah. makes it so it's not just because you hit world's first in another game. It's like, that was it. You're world's first and that's that. You know, there's no other yeah. opportunities to race until a new stronghold or a new raid gets released. So so yeah. I can see it both ways. So Mike, have I totally changed your mind and now you believe the way I'm I'm totally laying this down? Perfect. Nope. I knew it was. Okay, I don't. fair enough. All right. So now, because then, because then, what? Yeah. No. Well, it's just it's just two sides of it's just two sides of a coin, right? There's those players who, who are gonna say no. There's too much time in between, uh, raid release and game release, and then there's gonna be those players that say there's not enough time between raid release and game release, and it really does all go back to when do you play? How often do you play? What is your ultimate goal? If you want to be number one it doesn't matter like you said like you said if you want to be a number one if that's what your goal is then you'll do whatever you need to do to become that number one and for those casual gamers who are just happen to be ready because i'm <clears throat> gated um you know they may not i mean it may take them you know 28 hours to do the raid versus the 16 that you know the first team does so i mean it's it's half of one six dozen of the other i can i can see and understand both of your points um and like i said because i don't because i'm not part of the group that really wants to be number one i'm okay with everything being open right at the beginning right you know well, and i might even i might even go jump in with my level two character and just test out the rage just to see exactly what it's like i mean i'll get wasted by the first rock stop getting wasted know, Mike. or something that's not the answer like getting wasted is not what you should go sometimes through. but i think sometimes you just got to get wasted i think you really have to you have to focus on the hardcore players but you also have to let the casual players think mm-hmm. that they're hardcore players if that makes sense because that's how you keep <laughs> oh, them yeah, in. totally so that's how you that's keep how Devin in, makes but, it so I talked a lot. Sorry, I talked way. I talked way too much about. You talk way too much. I know. Sorry. So, I want to talk more about the seasons. I like summer. Are you done? That was it. I was. I was <laughs> gonna let it. you go, but I'll stop. I'm you right still there. waiting okay. for him to explain. I'm good. De- Devin gave me the look. He uh he sent me a text and told me to raise my hand high above my head. All right. I want to know. I want to know now, guys. Like. Since we're, you know, 142 days away, we've been doing this podcast for a little over, uh, you know, a little over a year. We didn't, we've, we're doing this with like zero information anyway. Like what, knowing what we know now, like from before, what excites you now about Anthem compared to what excited you before? JD, we'll start with you since you didn't, 
since we just talked over you the whole time last time. So, but keep it short. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep it oh. short. <laughs> uh, for me, it's all about seeing how it comes together. At this point, we've seen so many intriguing and interesting aspects, you know, especially when it comes to how they're going to present the story this time around, uh, the gameplay that we've seen, some of the characters that we've seen, the mystery of some of the lore, um, the idea behind a lot of the activities. They all have like really cool ideas to them. Even the javelins are so cool that it's hard to just pick one. But oh man, I am so excited to see it finally come together in the final game. I, that's what I am most excited to see. I want to see how everything ties together. JD, did you just give a non-answer? Is that what that was? No. <laughs> You're like, I just I want, want to see, see the everything. Execution. <laughs> okay. You want to I see, want to see the execution. You, execution. Want to, you just want to see the end product is what you want. Yes. Okay. That's an answer. Fair enough. That's an answer. That was a very... Marie Antoinette. That was a very... Uh, what? That was a very political. I don't know. Didn't Another execution. Get, didn't she get executed? Yeah, Devin, save me, please. Help me out of the. Wasn't she one of the mus the musketeers? Yes, <clears throat> back to the anthem question. <clears throat> Here, uh, so what excites me most is Whoa, staying on simmer topic. down. Staying on topic. We don't need. To. I love staying on topic. <laughs> I don't like being derailed. I'm the railer. You're the, that's a weird Mike's the director. Uh, yeah, don't call him the railer. <laughs> 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 oh will you please will you please go change your gamer tag to the just, railer? <laughs> all right, it's probably not allowed. Just, oh. All right, carry on, Devin. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, we so all I, lost it. I'm going to play this music. We're going to exit. I am most excited. What excites me most about Anthem right now is the possibilities for uh, like the Interceptor and Storm. I and mean, we don't really know too much about them. We know some, right? They're giving us a little more information every now and then. But <clears throat> ever since they first showed off the, the Interceptor, it was, you know, looked like a javelin I wanted to play. So I'm excited for the possibilities. Very cool. I am excited to see more of the actual world because I think the the art design is really cool. I like the environments that we've seen so far, so I want to see more than that. More of that. So that's what I'm most excited for. The world looks really cool. Javelins are cool, but for me, the world looks pretty awesome. All that rock placement. That's what it's all about. And I definitely want to see where the lava's at. There's got to be like snow, right? There's got to be snow somewhere on this planet. Hopefully there is. Expansion. It'll yeah. be the expansion. Which is fine because it's going to be free and we don't have to pay for future DLC. So I'm okay with that. Hey, not segregating your your player base. Great idea to me. So guys, I think <laughs> that is all that we have. Unless you guys had some, something you've been like holding back this whole time that you really want to talk about right now. Devin looks like he's about to explode. He's got something on his mind. You are Throw also to, my very favorite people. And I Throw like it to that. Devin. See what he has to say. There's a shaper storm coming, and uh... <laughs> I think that's my line. Hey guys, um, this is. <laughs> I think I'm done too. No, I'm not done. This has been episode 56 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. Surprisingly, it's still running with the four of us. You guys, I don't, I don't even, I can't even. All right, I'm gonna play some music here. That's gonna tell us that the show is over. You know what we should do? I have an idea. How about for episode 57? We actually have a professional show 
we'll have John on, John Warner. Uh, he's the guy that does stuff with this game that we talk about. So he'll be here. We'll ask <laughs> him questions. We'll ask him questions about Anthem. And then we'll like bring dun, back all dun. of our credibility. And then if we have John on, we will be a, you know, we'll be a credible source for all things Anthem. Now, what do no, you guys say? Not credible. <clears throat> this will, this will we'll have like a committee vote. Anyone in the in the negative, sure. the affirmative, I'll say aye. All right, yeah, guys. It feels like a Hail Mary to me. All right. We'll see if we can get John on. In fact, I'll shoot him a text now. Um, guys, <laughs> there's a Shaper <laughs> Storm on the horizon. And I think we might see you on the other side. I don't know. After episode 56, this train wreck, we might just stop doing this all together. But we'll see what no, John we'll be back next week. Okay, we will be back. Devin is to convince us. We'll be listening. back next week. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. We'll record early next week. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. But feel free to tweet at him all the time. <laughs> That's my swearing budget. <laughs> <laughs>